Hold on. Hold on. I'm finna write this into the script. Stay tuned. again for joining me miss portia for another episode of miss portia's inspiration and information where our objective is to progress and empower the black millennials into a more progressive future okay we are instructed by dr clyde anderson to establish a massive black national news and talk show network network that offers blacks programming information and a means of communicating okay that is a quote from dr claude anderson's book powernomics the national plan to empower black america Okay, Dr. Clyde Anderson has put in a lot of work on behalf of black people. I just want to ensure that his work is uh, carried forward. Okay, and uh, one thing that he wants to make apparent that um, most black leaders, black thought leaders want to make apparent is that the news media is controlled and they're controlled, of course, by money. You know, they've monopolized the the mainstream media and they're disseminating information basically that controls our emotions. All right. And uh, the book of the week that I'd like to draw your attention to is Message to the Millennials by Brother Riza Islam, who's an activist, a speaker and a humanitarian. OK. And in his book, he says, CNN, TNT, and Time Magazine are owned by Time Warner, okay? And of course, CBS Corporation owns CBS News along with Viacom, who owns Comedy Central, along, uh, among many others, including BET, which begs the question, how is black entertainment television really geared towards the benefit of black people when it is not owned by black people? He goes on to say that the major purpose behind all of these media outlets for being controlled the way they are is for profit, ultimately for profit. It is not for the benefit of the masses. It is not to educate people. It is it is not to educate the masses. It is not to push the true information to inform the people of what is going on so they may be prepared for things that they may be aware of. Okay? So that's like a little bit of, uh, you know, grounding right there. It's all run by money. So that lets you know why they are only pushing a a certain set of candidates in this uh, year's election. And here's the thing. 
they make everything in this country a competition. So it gets your heart racing. It gets your adrenaline pumping when a motherfucker is talking about the candidate that you got going. It's like, you know, opposing football teams. I like the Dallas Cowboys, but you like Denver Broncos, okay? And they got a game this Sunday, you know? I'm just giving an example. I don't know if they even playing right now, but whatever. Um... But, you know, you talking shit about how Dallas Cowboys is going to lose, you know, even though it's just a game, you know, normal competition, you know, it is what it is. But if uh, my team lose, I get mad. You you talk shit about my team, so I'm mad. You know, I'm heated. Our teams, you know, they get in a battle or whatever, but my team lose. Now, you like, yeah, motherfucker, my team won, bitch. And, you know, you y- <laughs> y'all know how it is with sports. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. So it's the same thing with this election. You got people that are rooting for Donald Trump and you got people who are rooting for Joe Biden. And there is like opposing teams. Okay. And they going head to head. Motherfuckers that's going for Trump. They mad at folks that's going for Joe Biden and folks that's going for Biden. They mad at folks going for Trump. And, you know, people have like a war, war of words on the Internet. <laughs> without realizing that 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 is controlled by the media okay so i play the devil's advocate on the uh internet i don't fuck with neither one of the candidates so both of them can get it real talk (laughs) both of them can get roasted on Facebook, real talk, because I don't really, I, I don't, I mean, it, it's all just a game, and they're playing emotional games with us, okay, and they have these, they're trying to push the Democratic Party real hard on uh, platforms like CNN, because they don't like Trump for whatever reason he might have some beef with the people that's behind the scenes at cnn it might not be cnn as a corporation it might be um the the people like viacom and time warner that owns them according to brother rizzi islam that's who owns that platform time warner okay and the they only let um at this point in the election they don't even mention the green party they're pushing a so-called black woman who not even one of us she's a part of that tribe over there in india i don't even know if it's a tribe it's like a a a sector of light-skinned indians that you know treat the darker-skinned indians like trash she's from that up uppity uh type class that you know kind of keep black folks the niggas over there the nigger class to keep them on the very very bottom so you know it's no surprise that she's kind of you know taking that on and come up she's over here in america she was supposedly born here uh in uh, oakland and you know it's just no surprise that she's been throwing black people under the bus in jail for some dumb shit you know like truancy who the fuck goes to jail for truancy you know i can understand a, a child being neglected so p- the parents got the some got to happen but um truancy <coughs> You can drop your child off at school now, whether they stay there. 
I mean, that you, I mean, I guess you can only be responsible up to a point. I don't know. Or truancy can also be a child not being able to make it to school or not getting to school, you know, on time. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they, from when I was going to school, you was truant if you came to school late too many times. So, yeah. Yeah, that's some bullshit. She would lock people up. People just be rushing in the morning. You know, like, they don't take into account people's routine. Like, they, they base everything off of time and shit. But anyway, whatever. Kamala Harris was locking people up for that. And, I mean, we got many bones to pick with her. So, you know, as black Americans, foundational black Americans... I don't fuck with it as a black a black person here in America, born here, myself, <laughs> people from here, mother and father, grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents, so on and so forth. So I'm from right here. I can't fuck with her. <laughs> and they, you created a vision. You created a vision. Okay, well, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all, I come to destroy that coon-ass mentality that you got, okay? Because truth be told, a lot of us don't even, we, we just kind of take, take information from others. We don't do, I mean, if you're going to go and get information, be sure that the person that you're getting that information from, find out where they're getting their information from. That's why I like to come to, you know, my audience and do research. That way we can do research together. And I'm going to let you know is that I'm going to sit here and read what where I got my information from. Okay. So now we have the Green Party that uh, also has a candidate on the back. On the ballot. The Green Party has Howie Hawkins and running alongside him as for his uh the vice presidential seat or whatever is Angela Nicole Walker. Okay. And Angela Nicole part of Walker is a black woman. Yeah, she she for real black. Okay. And uh let me see, she's from I forget where they said she's from. Should have wrote it down. She's from somewhere up north, like uh, Minnesota or somewhere. And the Green Party, their platform basically has got a lot to do with the environment and stuff. Of course, you know, with green. And uh, also, they want to, you know, make uh, weed legal in a sense that you won't have to be, you don't, you don't have to worry about being penalized just because you smoke it. And and that's cool with me, cause really, what they doing, you. <sighs> They make here's the thing about drug tests. Um, you you smoke weed, okay? Let's say you smoke weed every day, and you go for a drug test three months later, and uh, you know after all this time of smoking, you know you're gonna go, you're gonna lose an opportunity potentially because you can't pass this drug test because it stays in your system for so long. And it's difficult to remove it if you are a continual smoker, okay? And then if you uh, smoke things like, uh, or if you do drugs like cocaine or meth or, you know, typically the harder drugs, 
um, they stay in your system for a lot shorter period of time. So you can, you know, do some cocaine on Tuesday and Friday, you know, it's completely out of your system. You can go take this drug test and voila, you're good to go. Sound like a setup, right? Okay, because y'all know who mostly do those hard drugs and who mostly smoke the weed. Do I need to spell it out for you? Okay, then. So <laughs> they created this system to keep us out like that, you know, a scientific way to do it, to make it seem like that they're not really racist, but really they are because they continuously create these systems to keep us out of where they are. So, I mean, the Green Party is wanting to come in to completely cancel that because other than we in the, um, you know, in different places you know black folks we really don't do a whole lot yeah of course you got you know criminals out there but if it wasn't for weed then you would have a lot less black people in jail a lot less people getting caught with half a joint half a joint and going to jail for 15 years or whatever so i mean i find that interesting that that that's what they're wanting to do um also um let me find Okay, because Angela Nicole Walker. Okay, now she's an American labor organizer and bus and truck driver. Okay, she is the vice presidential nominee of the Green Party of the U.S. And Socialist Party of USA for 2020 election alongside presidential nominee Howie Hawkins. And yes, she's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And she's uh, the unit is the USA Reserve. Okay, so she she is military. Okay. Okay, so on Ballotpedia, which is really where you can find information about uh everyone who's running in this year's election okay she um she was also the 2016 candidate for vice president okay so she she got some skin in the game for a little bit yeah for a little bit and she's an actual black woman i mean she does look like she might you know be have some roots somewhere else I mean, but from what I understand, she's from America. So, I guess. Okay. Also, we have the Libertarian Party that's running, and their candidate is Joe Jorgensen. And and if you remember, Joe Jorgensen, she was um, up there. She was kind of running um early in the uh, election, but of course she dropped out. I'm pretty sure it had something to do with money. Okay. All right, she is a, and this is on Wikipedia, by the way. Okay, she's an American academic and libertarian political activist. Jorgensen is the Libertarian Party's nominee for president of the U.S. in the 2020 election. She was previously the party's nominee for vice president in the 1996 U.S. presidential election as a running mate of Harry Brown. Okay, so let me see what her... Okay, and then of course her vice president is gonna be Spike Cohen. 
knowing that kicks off campaign tour in the Buckeye State. So she's still, you know, in. It's just that you have to have money to participate in the different debates and things. And if you run out of money, um, or if you don't have the the budget, if you don't have it in your budget to take a certain tour, to go on tours at a certain time, or if you don't go to like, you know, certain media platforms, if you don't have it in your budget to get to CNN or to get to Fox News or wherever, then nobody's going to know about you. So you have to go and uh, look for those uh, people. You you, oh, you have to go and look for the, the money, somebody to, you know, give you the money for that. Howie, I've kind of been looking at his Instagram over the past couple days. Um, really, that's that's all he, he's on, you know, and I think they have a website. Uh, so, it, and basically he's uh, pretty much ready to go toe-to-toe with Joe Biden. <clears throat> because he knows Joe Biden is uh, fucking with that that evil money. And why why the hell are we going to bat for a pedophile? That, that's my thing. We're going to bat for a known pedophile. Two of them. Two of them. And we're trying to justify it by saying that, well, one is better than the other. And we got to do something. And you're made to feel like that based off of uh, television programming. Our brother uh, Riza Islam, in his book *Message to the Millennials*, says that uh, television is not simply for entertainment. It is a fixation of emotional sequences, not logical factual sequences. They are pushing points across emotional sequences and emotional waves into the mind. Emotional content is very important rather than going through a discussion to gain logic and facts. But when you are watching a movie, you are simply being downloaded into without having any type of consent as you would if you were in a debate or a discussion with someone. When you're watching something, your mental guard has been brought down. The sense of part of your brain is not in action. It isn't saying, yes, I agree with this. I disagree with that, not directly. You're actually in an alpha state being completely downloaded into with new ideas and socially engineered to carry out present a uh, present commands below your awareness it truly is something that we have to real analyze and look at ourselves and know that this is really going on and that's the thing a lot of us don't even want to uh a lot of us don't even recognize that these uh media conglomerates are just downloading uh, uh, plugging themselves into our emotions and the more inf- uh, emotions that they're able to drain from us and collect from us the more we're willing to buy into their lies okay so they're pushing certain information out there but you got people that are running to other sources and pulling out different information and so you have people that they call the extreme left and it's not the extreme left we're not on any part of that motherfucking bird okay no we're not on the left wing we're not on the right wing of this eagle of white supremacy no 
We stand in our own ground. We stand planted within the earth. And we pulling out motherfucking facts on everybody that's pushing this agenda. Okay? So, I'm not saying that Howie and uh, Joe Jorgensen, or the, you know, the Green and Libertarian Party, that they're not a part of the agenda in some way or they don't have their own uh, desires that they're trying to fulfill uh, at the... What do you call it? Uh, in, in order to, you know, at the, uh, to hurt black people is what, y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> at the expense of black people, then, you know, that we can, we can just, I, I don't know. There's a reason why they're keeping them from there is what I'm, keeping them from your, uh, peripheral is all I'm saying. So, now the Green Party, I'm going to go and look them up. Okay, so we can have like an actual... And what... Shout out to my grandma, uh, Sharon. Uh, I was actually inspired by her to do this particular broadcast because she asked me what were my thoughts on the progressive party and i'm honestly unsure i mean i don't we can actually do that research together here if you like okay so the green party okay i'm gonna find their website okay green party presidential 2020 now their website is www.gp.org So it says on their website, Hawkins and Walker support science-based health, uh, public health measures in response to COVID-19, a uh, call for federal prosecution of Ahmad Aubrey killers. Okay, so they're doing, yeah, Joe Biden didn't do that. Okay, while we trying to vote for this nigga. Uh, okay, their platform, go to their platform here. Political reform. Okay, that's the one of the first things on the list. Our position. Okay, uh, Greens will crack down on political corruption and strengthen the voice of the people at all levels of government. It sounds kind of Trumpish, but we'll move forward. Um, everyone deserves the opportunity to influence the governmental decisions that affect them. But the defining characteristics of modern politics in the United States are a corrupt campaign finance system that enables corporate and wealthy elites to purchase political outcomes and an abundance of anti-democratic electoral ballot access and debate rules designed to minimize participation and choice that's what i'm saying i told y'all okay they it says ballot access and debate rules designed to minimize participation and choice it's got a lot to do with money i'm trying to tell you they ain't have enough money to pay them folks to pay attention to them like that Okay, or get them ready, get them prepared, because you know they got to practice and shit. <laughs> to achieve genuine citizen participation, citizens must share in the power of governing. Greens seek to bring vibrant grassroots democracy to every part of the United States. Greens seek to repair the U.S. electoral system from how elections are financed. 
to conducting them in more fair and representative ways to ensuring accountability and transparency on all levels of government. In particular, Greens believe that the U.S. winner-take-all voting system is fundamentally flawed, resulting in low voter participation, little choice of competition in countless elections, far too few women and minorities in elected office. Okay? Alright, that, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Okay? And I ain't got no problem with that. No problem at all. Uh uh-uh. uh. But I mean, we we gotta in order to really make a, a like a judgment, like put a stamp on the judgment. Like we gotta see what type of uh what what they've done in order to you know do something positive. So um, Angela Nicole Walker, I would like to see more of her to see exactly where she's going personally or what she has done. Uh, I'm gonna do more research on that. Okay, um, and the Libertarian Party, let's see, let's go to their website. Okay, Libertarian Party 2020, their website. Okay, Joe Jorgensen, yeah, she's like the top person on there. Yeah, all right, sorry, no post match your criteria. Oh, okay, Libertarian Party, okay. Alrighty, introduction. This is their website, uh, lp.org. The Libertarian Party is your representative to American politics. We are the only political organization which respects you as a unique and responsible uh, individual. Okay, and their platform, the platform is our official statement on issues, is edited and adopted every two years. Okay, and the preamble section. It says, as libertarians, we seek a world of liberty, a world in which all individuals are sovereign over their own lives and are not forced to sacrifice their values for the benefit of others. Now, I motherfucking like that. Okay? I like that. Okay? Yeah, I, I like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I like that, okay? But let's move forward because that's just the first paragraph. The website also states that we believe that, and this is the Libertarian Party, okay? We believe that respect for individual rights is the essential precondition for a free and prosperous world that force and fraud most uh, force and fraud must be banished from human relationships and that only through freedom can peace and prosperity be realized. Consequently, we defend each person's right to engage in any activity that is peaceful and honest and welcome the diversity that freedom brings. The world we seek to build is one where individuals are free to follow their own dreams in their own ways without interference from government or any authoritarian power. In the following pages, we set forth our basic uh, principles and enumerate various policy stands derived from those principles. These specific policies are not our goal, however. Our goal is nothing more nor less than a world set free in our lifetime. And it is to this end that we take these stands. Okay, I want to see. Now, Joe Jorgensen, I remember her. 
from the beginning of the election stage. Okay, she's 63. She's from Libertyville, Illinois. But um, I'm not familiar with a lot of who she is. Let me see if they got some videos. Libertarian Joe Jorgensen. Okay, she was on C-SPAN about... Who watches C-SPAN? Okay, but she was on C-SPAN about a month ago, a week ago. She was on Riley's News. Okay, so she's doing a little touring herself. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it, it ain't that. I, I don't trust white folks. I, I'm, I'm just it, it, in the media. I put it like that. I, I don't trust a lot of uh, people that you know they get. They got all the. I mean, but we haven't seen them at work. That that's another thing. We haven't seen them at work. Like do. Uh, well, they probably done things and where like where they're from, but. Uh, Man, we'll get it figured out. We'll get it figured out. I mean, when it comes down to this uh, this election process, it's, it's just weird. It's just weird. Like, we only talk about two candidates. And these are the candidates that have had access to money for decades. And so they're able to manipulate things that suits them in a way. See, money is freedom. I learned this last night. Okay, in this book, it's called Quit Like a Millionaire by Christy Shen and Bryce uh, Leung. Okay, and it says that if you understand money, life is incredibly easy. If you don't understand money, life is incredibly hard. Okay, so my thing is, is that they, they pretty much knew that early on, probably because they were brought up in a certain sector of... Society, high society, the the people who live in the lap of luxury, and they their main goal is to keep it away from niggas like you and me. <laughs> and they're able to s- s- manipulate things in a way that best suits them and the people that they know. <coughs> Excuse me. So running for president is a business decision. Okay, it's a business decision. And in his book, uh, Message to the Millennials, Brother Rizzo Islam also says that CNN, TNT, Time Magazine are owned by Time Warner. So these are the people who are manipulating what you see. Okay, and then for you motherfuckers that's talking about, well, what are we gonna do? How we, how we supposed she a black woman? Ain't she? Well, no, motherfucker, she's not black, which I said in the last, uh, broadcast and also in this one. No, she is not one of us. She might look closely related to some of us, but she's not one of us. Okay. So we got to do stuff on our own. We, we got to do stuff for ourselves because while we're running it behind them trying to do the things that they want us to do we're 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 killing ourselves okay they want to continue the system of white supremacy and we're trying to end it the the main goal is to end it okay and we we're being stunted our growth is being stunted number one because we don't want to work for it black people we got to come together and number two 
because of course they're throwing roadblocks in our way and one of the roadblocks is the mainstream media which is keeping us from true information from facts and we we're constantly told well the internet is full of lies and, and it is there are some lies out there but there's a lot of truth out there too and it's a lot of truth that you can go and find for your damn self you don't have to be relying i mean why would you if the internet got lies you don't think the tv got lies that's a problem Okay, so Dr. Clyde Anderson in his book, Powernomics, the national plan, black folks, the plan, because we it ain't like we ain't got no solutions. We got solutions. Y'all just don't want to move forward with these because the media, once again, is manipulating you into not not wanting to take heed to what our elders are saying. Dr. Clyde Anderson. Dr. Clyde Anderson has put in work. He's he's run several presidential campaigns. He's been a part of the educational system. He's run businesses. He started businesses. Um, and then now he's put out his plan for black America. So for you to sit back and say there ain't no solutions or ain't nobody coming up with solutions, you a coon ass nigga and you ain't read nothing. You ain't read nothing except what they put in your hands, which is probably just the Bible. Okay, pick up a book, nigga, and then we can talk. All right, so Dr. Clyde Anderson, who is highly respected in the black community, he says that in order to achieve the powernomics vision of a black America that is self-sufficient and competitive, we must have a national means to communicate, inform, and disseminate images of ourselves. Okay, so they're putting images in front of us and we we are trained to accept them. And, and to some of you niggas that's willingly sitting in front of the TV taking in information, it, it ain't that you're forced to do it. You're At some point, you're compliant. Okay, and you're compliant in, you know, and you're accepting whatever. They throw you scraps, you willingly take it because you've been starved. They've starved you of the truth and true information. So you're just taking the scraps. Okay. And then he goes on to say that we call on the few black telecommunication owners and greater number of professionals in the field to adopt the Powernomics vision as their own and apply their skills to develop these industries. Okay, and then he goes on to say that we also call on them to take the lead in guiding other blacks to identify and develop more specific action steps. Okay, so we got a solution, we got a solution. Okay, then he provides action steps. He actually provides action steps, black people. So it's not like you sit my people. Black people. We are destroyed (laughs) for lack of knowledge. Okay? Why the hell do you think Mansa... Did y'all see that movie, um, Birth of a Nation? And in that movie... Nat Turner's uh, master lady, the mistress, I guess, she hands him a Bible. He tried to go for the other stuff, but she was like, no, uh, this is what you, you can read right here. That's the same thing they doing with mainstream media. 
Duh. <laughs> it's the same thing. And if you do anything outside of that, then you are ostracized. And back then you were persecuted or hanged. You skinned alive and you were you know, maimed and degraded if you did, if you were caught with with some shit back then, if you were caught with a book back then, other than the Bible. So that's why only one nigga back then could read, which was most likely the preacher, okay? So, and you can translate that into today's society in whichever way you want. I'm just trying to connect the dots for you. Okay, so Dr. Clyde Anderson goes on to say in his book, Power Nomics, I I would encourage all black people to go and retrieve this book. He says that blacks can establish a massive black. And this is one of the action points. Okay, he says that actions uh, blacks can establish a massive black national news and talk show network that offers blacks programming information and a means of communicating. It would also provide a means to build images that we choose and spread information for and about us that's all i'm trying to do black folks i'm just trying to disseminate information for and about us so i mean you don't have to follow those news networks is what i'm saying if you it's crazy that you would think that i would lie to you and they won't or that they're credible over me when someone else is writing their shit. At least I write my own shit. And we do our, we, I do research with y'all. Okay? And for you, Grandma, I'm going to look up these uh, the Progressive Party. And we'll talk about it. Yeah, let me see. Progressive Party Presidential Candidates 2020. Okay, and this is their website, progressivepartyusa.com. Okay, they have an article on here that says... The Unity Pledge and the Democrats and Progressives. This is an exciting time for progressives with the number of potential presidential candidates. Join us as we celebrate our strengths and collectively say to Donald Trump, you're fired. Mm. Bernie Sanders uh, looks electable in surveys about the Mirage. Amy Klobuchar race. Damn, I don't fuck with her either. To say no to billionaire Bloomberg, Sleepy Joe, or okay, who is the damn progressives? Who is running third party? Oh, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 this just kind of popped up. So, one of the questions it says, uh, people also asked, who is running third party in 2020? Charlie Cam, the transhumanist parties. What the hell is that? What is a transhumanist? I don't even want to know. 
Is there a progressive party? The progressive party was a third party in the U.S. uh, formed in 1912 by former President Theodore Roosevelt after he lost the presidential nomination of the Republican Party to his former protege and conservative rival, incumbent uh, President William Howard Taft. The progressives... Okay, this is from Wikipedia, uh, describing progressivism. Progressives take the view that progress is being stifled by vast economic inequality between the rich and the poor, minimally regulated lazy fare capitalism, and monopolistic corporations and the intense and often violent conflict between capitalists and workers arguing that measures were needed to address these Hmm. okay are they conservative okay so they have a sector of conservatism And uh, progressive conservatism is a political ideology which combines conservative and progressive policies. However, during the 19th century, British Prime Minister Benjamin Disraeli um, advocated an alternative form of progressive politics known as progressive conservatism under his One Nation conservative government. Difference between liberty and progressive movement. Progressivism was a group of different ideas and how to fix the problems affected. So basically, it's the same thing. Uh, to me, it looks like the same thing as the. And I might, I may be wrong. I probably should do a little more um, digging. But to me, it looks like the same thing just on the surface. And you know, my thing is, is if you got a business idea and you want to push it, for one, it's got to be different. But you got to be able to capture. Uh, someone in the beginning like don't just start uh talking about stuff and you know because people will get lost and they'll get bored like you gotta right then say what you about i'm about black empowerment okay and people will be drawn to black empowerment that want that for themselves or they're just like eh, no whatever you know so it's like they're they're doing the same thing to me they're doing the same thing that the democrats and republicans do which is kind of dance around exactly what they want to do basically everybody want to do the same thing you know you you got three coffee shops you got you got say the white cow uh starbucks and i mean i'm just making some shit up you got starbucks but starbucks got some competition with the white cow and uh, shit uh the the green bar you know they're all three coffee companies you know they sell the same thing but they're all a little bit different i feel like that's the same with democrats republicans and progressives and that's what it looks like to me on the surface. But I will do a little more digging on that. 
But Grandma, I want to thank you for inspiring me to do this particular broadcast because I, I've always wanted to look deeper into these other parties that I just haven't given myself time. And I appreciate Brother Riza Islam for writing this book, The Message to the Millennials. Um, it is my expectation that black people go and pick up these books by him and also Dr. Clyde Anderson because these are our manuscripts right here for freedom and empowerment. And in order to gain freedom and empowerment, we got to be willing to do the research. And we also have to be willing to take it in and accept it as truth and fact. And if we can't accept it, we have to be out there doing our own independent research. Okay, from other sources. Okay, so that's all that I want to talk about. Please stay tuned for the various happenings. again for sticking around for the various happenings okay in this segment we're just going to talk about a few things that have happened over the past uh, week or so uh now what did you learn in the beginning of uh this podcast black folks in, in this particular show we learned that the media is manipulated by those that are in power, okay, in order to push forward a specific agenda. And their agenda is to continue the division between black people, okay? And they're wanting to solicit the black vote in order to progress their agenda. Here's the thing. The tide is changing, okay? Black people within this country, within this hellified, wicked-ass country, are now beginning to stand up and demand some sort of tangible benefits for having dealt or being the victims of white supremacy the prime victims of white supremacy okay and who better to have addressed that to the mainstream media and to the government than our brother ice cube okay Ice Cube, I appreciate him for having done all that he's done in order to change the the perception of black people within the mainstream media. So he has definitely earned the right to speak on our behalf. And he released a video, I believe it was on yes, either Friday or Saturday, basically saying that black people need to withhold their vote. And if you give me just one moment, I'm going to find that video so that we can listen to it together. Cube. All right, boom, check it. So, over the last four days, the Democratic National Party held a convention. A lot of people, you know what I mean, getting up there and talking and 
really, you know, eating it up, you know, throwing their hands in the air like they just don't care. And then here my neighbors come with this loud ass truck. Hold on. <laughs> Damn there. So it's it's uh you know what I didn't hear is what's in it for us? What's in it for the black community besides the same old thing we've been getting from these um, parties? Does that sound familiar, black people? Cause I could have swore a coon ass nigga said something. <laughs> What's in it for us, for real? You know, um, I didn't hear anybody mention a contract with Black America, and I don't know why. Because it's one of the most comprehensive um, reform. Documents that's come about in a long time that could really address the problem. Hold on. If y'all not gonna listen to me and other influencers, hear from Ice Cube. You motherfuckers, y'all like to watch Friday. I like that shit. That's one of my favorite movies. You like to watch Friday. You like all these other Ice Cube movies. But when it comes to something like this, Oh, that, that, just listen. The way it look, they don't have a plan. Everybody's, you know, talking about get Trump out, get Trump out, get Trump out. If you vote, that, that's going to happen in, on the first day. So now what? Trump out, now what? What? What do we get in the first hundred days? What do we get in the first hundred days as black people, meaning the foundation of black, the the foundational black Americans? What do we get? That's what we're trying to figure out. What do we actually get that we that they could give us overnight like that? They just pulled. Three trillion dollars out their ass and gave it to their friends. That's American taxpayer money. That's your money that they just gave away. And then there's half, 42% of black businesses closing. None of that money. Where's the, where's our fucking bailout? Where's the bailout? Not the PPP loan that they that they didn't give us. Where's the bailout? I don't want to hear about deficit. I don't want to hear about uh, what our our generations gonna have to pay. Cause if we don't have shit, they ain't gonna have shit anyway to pay nothing. So we gotta start something right now. Democrats don't seem like they got a plan. Republicans don't seem like they got a plan for us. So how the hell are you gonna vote for them? Make them make them earn that vote. They can start today. They ain't got it yet. They can start today. Make their ass earn that vote, man. Stop playing with these people. And they'll stop playing with you. Okay. Point taken, Q. Point taken. All right? We continuously give up our power to these bastards. Continue. 
And because they want to be recognized, they want to be on top. They really don't want to do shit for us. You know, Obama did that shit. Solicited the black folks, got in office and didn't do shit, but tell us that he wasn't our president. He's the president of everybody. And the same thing is carrying over into 2020 where you got a bitch like Kamala Harris up there talking about some, uh, she not going to do nothing specifically for black people. No. So now we're not fucking with y'all. Okay. We need some tangible as as our brother Tariq Nasheed Tariq so eloquently states, we need tangibles. And like Jack Jason Black, we need you to cut the check. Okay? Come on with the money and let's stop motherfucking playing. Alright? So we're going to withhold our vote. We're going to withhold our vote until y'all come in with some motherfucking money. That, that's all. That's all. That's all. Okay, so yeah, we're gonna make you motherfuckers pay. Y'all gonna go another year without holding the office. Uh, we're gonna let you know the the whoever's in now, the uh, Donald Trump and his lace front. We're gonna let him stay where he at because I mean, we already under a system of white supremacy. What's the point of putting another pedophile in the office? <laughs> we might as well keep the pedophile we got, <laughs> allegedly. But uh, let's move on. Now, in other news, um, I actually, shout out to my Aunt Jack. Shout out to my mama, my Aunt Reed, and Aunt Jack. Uh, my Aunt Jack actually sent this uh, article to us a couple days ago. And it was in reference to Sweetie Pie's owner's son, Tim Norman, okay? And this was actually from WLBT On Your Side News Broadcast. Okay. And it reports that Sweetie Pie's owner was charged with conspiracy and alleged murder for hire plot in the death of his nephew. Tim Norton, Norman, James Timothy Norton, uh, why I keep calling that man name wrong, James Timothy Norman, <laughs> who's the owner of Sweetie Pie's restaurant, has been arrested on federal charges and is currently being held in Madison County Detention Center. The reason why this story kind of touched me so deeply was because it, I mean, I mean, coming from Arkansas, Arkansas is a neighboring state to Missouri. Um, And like looking at this family, it kind of reminded, it kind of reminds me of some characters in my family, you know, but I mean, not like Tim, fuck him, but... But like some of the people, the you know the the way that they they did it, it just they just kind of like put you in the the space of actual family. You know what I'm saying? Like, and to see this story kind of unfold re- in regards to his nephew, I believe his name was Andre or Antoine or yeah something like that. It's like how could you? You know, like. So this is this is the story. So Tim had took out a, a, a insurance policy policy on his nephew, and now the nephew's dad is Tim's brother, and he was actually killed out in California. So fast forward a few years ago, um, the, the nephew comes out to St. Louis. He finishes high school. He goes back to California. Tim calls him back to St. Louis, and basically he conspired to have him murdered to get to collect the insurance money. But when he called to the insurance agency, get this, 
<laughs> they told him that he could not gain, according to, I, I believe I heard this on Tasha K's um, uh, blog, the uh, Unwind with Tasha K. She had a young lady named uh, Monica on her show that basically said that um, he called the insurance company to collect the insurance payment, but there was some uh, paperwork that he hadn't filed. So he just kind of, you know, had him killed for nothing because because he didn't file that paperwork, he could not access that money. So... You know, and it turns out he had some girl, some stripper, basically to uh, act like she was trying to get with him or whatever. And he uh, was trying to, he was, he went to meet her, went outside to get her, and then he was shot. Now, they're not saying what the news has not said yet is who actually did the shooting. They're basically only revealing who's involved. I mean, they haven't said anything other than Tim and this other lady named Terrica who's a stripper and I guess he know he knew her <laughs> and he paid her a little over nine thousand dollars to have this child set up which is sad and, and I went back and watched some of those uh, a little snippets of those episodes where uh, the young man uh, they were they were having his funeral and they went back to where he was killed and you see Tim up here Like uh, this motherfucker here. Now, I do remember uh, there was a time where Tim was being sued for a hundred million dollars by his mom, and you know that kind of had me like, ooh, that, that must really be something if your mama is suing you. Shout out to my mom. I love you. I hope you never get to that point <laughs> when you got to sue me, mom. <laughs> But this lady was suing her son, her son for a hundred million dollars. Like whatever happened, it could not be resolved with just a conversation, you know, getting mad and then just not talking for a couple days and then coming together and resolving it. Like it, it was nothing like that. She had to take this nigga to court. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he couldn't use the name Sweetie Pies. Basically, he was opening up restaurant with restaurants and stuff all over the country without her knowledge. And a few of those places have been shut down since. So he got just money hungry. Okay, they had access to, uh, you know, the media where they were able to expand in different uh, different regions because people had watched them grow on television, but they weren't able to keep up. So, well, shout out to that family, Miss, uh, I, I, her name escapes me, but I'll call her Miss Sweetie Pie, the, the matriarch of that family. I cannot imagine what she must be going through. She has a son and a grandson that are both now deceased due to violent acts. But I, I'm pretty sure, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not there with her, so I can't tell you, uh, but I'm pretty sure, <laughs> you know, uh, based, you know, on the culture here in America and based on how, you know, human nature is, that this must definitely be something that is heartbreaking for her. So my prayers go out to that family. This is a little old lady, you know, no matter how you feel about her, this is a, a this is one of the mature adults within our community that, that we're supposed to look after and 
she's being blatantly taken advantage of. And that's that's unfair. It's very unfortunate. But uh, we'll go to the next story here. Uh, Megan the Stallion. Y'all already know I'm a hottie. So <laughs> all jokes aside about Megan being uh, more masculine than she likes to let off. Because that that is a rumor. That is speculation. That, you know, we're not sure if that's true or not. But <laughs> Megan uh, actually revealed her injury. Uh, to her feet cause and then she also named Tory Lanez as uh, the person that shot her which we we pretty much deduced that much we it was kind of our conclusion that he shot her being that he was the only well he was a person in the car who had possession of a gun a firearm at that time and she did a live. I did watch of uh, uh, I did watch um, a couple of snippets here and there of the live uh, that she did on Instagram, and I, I, I felt a, a sense of you know kind of a, a it's like I felt this sense of sadness coming from her because she's done a lot of work to get into the music industry and to. Um, you know, she did a lot of hustling, uh, a lot of working to really get where she is. And uh, she did a lot of, she's done a lot of um, work on her body. You know, not, you know, like surgery or fillers and things like that. But, like, she's she does a lot of working out and whatnot. To, and she's trained herself to, to uh, and she's trained her, her body to be a, a way that's, you know, acceptable to her audience visually if you catch my drift so he shot her in both feet and you know which leaves her unable to do what she does to make the most of her money which is to stand up and perform and that's that's kind of fucked up that uh, kind of that's really fucked up like you know i uh, and, but but here's the thing that's got a lot of people um, kind of d- at a debate. Like, it, it, within a debate is, you know, should we protect black women? Or should black women, do black women deserve to be protected? My thing is, is if y'all willing to jump out in front of these white bitches, <laughs> then, you know, and they got on little bitty shit, titties out, ass out, but y'all willing to hop in and say, well, she innocent, then why the fuck can't y'all do that for black women? You know, Professor Grill really did bring some things full circle for me in a in a broadcast he did with Brother Rich on Black Magic 363. It, yeah, there is some very valuable information on that channel if you find it on YouTube. But basically, he says, you know, no matter who the black woman is, his duty as a black man is to protect her. So why the fuck is, why is it a debate? I, I feel like it's a lot of niggas, a, a lot of niggas, males, you know, it, and I'm not saying black men. I'm saying that there are some males who have resentment towards black women for whatever reason. I mean, just like these women that that are bitter towards black men, you got some black men that are bitter towards black women. And that coon shit needs to stop. These niggas is out here talking about some, well, if you dress like this, you act like this, why the fuck would I protect you? Because, I mean, that's the humane thing to do. 
okay? You wouldn't do that for no Becky or no Allie bitch or, you know, like one of these Britney, Brianna bitches. Like, you would not do that. You wouldn't have this same a way of thinking for a white woman but these same niggas had this concept in their brains that black women should not be protected because we put ourselves in certain situations now i understand if you put yourself in a situation but you know going with what the facts that have been put put out there it ain't it, it sounds like she really didn't do nothing wrong it was just an insecure ass nigga that was mad because she got options and so he took that shit out on her when she decided to, to walk the fuck away. She was done arguing. She was done arguing and she walked the hell away. But this bitch ass nigga want to win the shit. With, he, he's what, 4'9"? So he wanted to... <laughs> he found... <laughs> belittled. <laughs> he felt belittled. <laughs> <laughs> by this woman so uh now he's been deported and oh yeah yada 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 it's over now so you know i don't know if i'm gonna continue to be looking into this with with uh megan I, I just pray that she you know gets well enough to get out there well she said that it, it didn't hit no bone like it went straight through her foot uh one source said that it grazed her foot so i mean she i guess i'm assuming that just for now she got to stay off of it and you know until it heals so you know, I, I y'all already know I'm a hottie, so you know I'm ready to see her. You know, get get back at it, but you know, sis still, you know, fly. Sis still got bars. And, I mean, if she can just get on Instagram and freestyle every day, shit, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> but moving on, so Vlad uh, misquoted the minister. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Black folks, how long are we going to let these cavemen talk shit about our leaders? Like Dr. Francis Chris Wilson or John Henry Clark or anybody that has the or uh, the Honorable Shaharazad Ali. How long are we going to allow them to degrade the master teachers within our community okay basically what happened and i i had a uh, pink this uh watching the uh interview with uh, uh vlad and uh and this is dj vlad everybody know vlad he was uh, had an interview with dl hugley and, and it's some more bullshit with dl we'll probably get into that but Basically, in this interview, he says that, uh, and I caught this. I picked up, and I was like, hold on, wait, nah, he didn't say that. He was like, uh, he said that you should uh, pick up a stone and throw it at Jews. So, basically, Vlad's, uh, he used that as his frame of reference, and he used that to say that uh, he spent he it to make it seem like he's telling black people to uh pick up stones and throw them at jews when they see them and that is not true if you listen to the entirety of that portion of the speech which was the address that he gave on uh july the 4th so eloquently uh, i 
forget what it was called. But basically, he says, um, you pick up a stone of truth and watch the devil flee. In so many words. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But it was something like that. So, basically, when you throw these stones of truth at these bastards like uh, Vlad, who is a part of the Jewish, the fake-ass Jew community, these motherfuckers that come out of the caves and stole our history and are using it against us, Okay, basically, that's that's exactly well. Basically, what he did was just take that and use it to his best interest. Okay, and DL dumbass kind of fell for it. He he just he just kind of go along with it because Vlad is his friend, and that's the shit we gotta stop doing, black folks. I don't give a damn how many black uh, white friends I got. You know, uh, the people that I know that just happen to be white that's cool with me, that's down with me. They know what the fuck I be talking about. I'm not finna sit here and be agreeing with everything that they say if I feel like the shit is wrong, whether you black or white or whatever. No, you're not gonna sit up here and degrade my people, especially my elders, in my face. I don't even let niggas do that. So the fact that DL just kind of sat there and talked shit with this nigga, like that, that, that pissed me off. But then, furthermore, DL. If that ain't bad enough, DL kind of, you know, was picking that um, uh, Professor Griff. Basically saying that Professor the uh, Professor Griff is wrong and he's anti-Semitic and, you know, he shouldn't, uh, Nick Cannon shouldn't have did the interview with him because he has been deemed anti-Semitic. But nothing that Professor Griff ever said was uh, anti-Semitic. He just politely pulled out information in front of some Jews. He, he threw some stones of truth and some motherfuckers got mad. That's, that's basically what happened. So, DL, <laughs> Professor Grove came back on his show it, it called Serious Minds on YouTube. Basically comes back and says, well, you know, he was, you know, calling him a bitch-ass nigga. He said, give me a call. And, and for as long as I've been following Professor Grove, he's been putting out his phone number online. It, because, you know, he want to talk to the people. He he wanna he want access to the people. He want the people to have access to him so that they can chop it up. Okay. So shout out to Professor Griff for you know protecting yourself, for defending yourself and your interests against these bastards in the mainstream media. I've had my eye on DL Hughley for a while because it don't make no motherfucking sense for this nigga to have his own radio show and still talk some black shit. He ain't black enough. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Moving on. So. I'm excited about this here. C-Murder about to get out of jail. I'm excited about that. Because. I am a No Limit fan. I always have been. I remember coming up. Shout out to my Ainree. Ainree used to have. Uh, masterpiece and a uh, masterpiece and you know no limit records everywhere you know she she used to play mystical and uh silk the shaka and i i don't know if i kind of you know swiped this take from her <laughs> or she or she gave it to me but i had a boom box back back then little kids <laughs> 
<laughs> it's crazy I was saying that. Back then, back in the day, we had a boom box. We didn't have MP3s. We we has it was cell phones, but it wasn't like that like it is now. Like now your your cell phone is everything. But back then we had a boom box. We played CDs and tapes, and I didn't have any CDs. I think I was about nine, about eight or nine. I had a tape, a Sitha Shaka tape, and I played the hell out that tape. And every day during the summer, I would be in my room with either a broom or a brush, making it, you know, like a, a microphone. <laughs> and I was doing my own little performances in my room to sip the shaka. <laughs> but, oh yeah, and then they had this, uh, this thing on, uh... BET, this docuseries about No Limit Records uh, and Master P. And to, to just see everything that he was able to overcome and become what he is, it, it was wonderful to, to see that from that perspective, you know? So, fast forward. See, Murder, uh, in that documentary, uh, it was revealed why See, Murder uh, was jailed. Basically, it's something involving a, a 16-year-old child being killed at the club or outside the club or something. And um, See, Murder was there. So, because he's See, Murder, they went ahead and locked him up for that even though he's not the the trigger man or even involved he was there so they got him so uh and shout out to kim kardashian i'm not much of a kardashian fan but if she can use her celebrity influence to make this shit happen then i'm not mad at it at all as a matter of fact i'm kind of happy because i I fuss with no limit and and i fuss with see murder and and all of them you know so and then but but y'all know master p (laughs) master p being from where he from he not gonna sit back and just you know let some shit fly he gonna say what he got to say and then he gonna move on so master p is like well cool you want to help but are you doing it for the right reasons because truth be told p been working on getting uh c out of jail for years, for years, and that's a lot of the reason why we haven't been seeing much of Master P in the mainstream media for a while. I mean, he do things here and there, but most of his time is given towards, uh, and money is given towards his brother, making sure C is good in prison and, and you know, getting lawyers to see if they can help him get out. So, Kim... Uh, so, see, murder. Let me back up a little bit. See, murder has a, a past relationship with the singer Monica, which I love her music. Oh my God, I do, and I, I'm a, I'm a huge Monica fan. I knew for, like a long time ago that she and See Murder had a relationship, but you know, it was one of those things that you know it ain't none of my business, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so. <clears throat> I'm assuming that she has had some sort of communication from what I've gathered from uh, the, you know, black news and blogs and things. From what I understand, they uh, have been in contact and I'm not sure. And it's been kind of insinuated that they were in contact while Monica was still married to her husband, Shannon. Now, here's the thing. One thing that I've learned about marriage 
um, you know, because a lot of people say, well, she shouldn't have been talking to him. They, they were still technically married on paper and all. Okay, but the, the feelings weren't there. So why the fuck do it matter? It ain't like she was, you know, going on trips with the nigga. He was in jail. <laughs> so I guess it was an emotional thing. But if they, if Shannon is out doing him, then why do, you know, people gonna have something to say. So it don't matter. But anyway, so Monica was able to use her uh, friends to get with some of her lawyer friends. And they got in contact with Kim K. So Kim Kardashian is uh, involving herself in uh, helping to release C. Murdo from prison. And I'm to, it, when I heard that, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Kim K, if you, yeah, if you, yeah. If you can do anything for the black community, continue to, you know, get us free from jail. Okay? And I think they, uh, you know what, Kanye West, you know, there's a few states that are, um, you know, that are opening up the polls to include Kanye West. And it's just going to be a few. So, I I feel like Kanye is going to use this year as a learning experience. And when he come back for the 2024 election, it's going to be on. Because he going to know the game. Then Trump did that. Trump did that when he ran for office in 2012. He spent the next four years learning what he could do to win. Obama did it. Okay? It goes back and back and back. Motherfuckers get get in the race and figure out how it go. And once they figure it out, then they, you know, get on in there the next time they run. So... It is what it is. They just, all they gonna do is say, Kanye, you can't be out there crying and shit, okay? (laughs) Be strong. Take your medicine, nigga. (laughs) So, Kim K, I I believe that they gonna use that as a part of Kanye's uh, platform in the next four years that she was able to uh, free a lot of black people and they're gonna solicit the black vote. So, let's just allow this, this election to you know pass or whatever like a kidney stone and then once uh this is over in the next four years you know black folks we need to be after these tangibles so i mean get niggas out of jail that's a start that's a start but we gonna need you to cut the check okay so that is the conclusion we not the conclusion, but it's the end of the various happenings. <laughs> Stay tuned for the conclusion right here on Miss Portia's Inspiration and Information. Thank you once again, black people, my people, for joining me for another episode of Miss Portia's Inspiration and Information, where our objective is to progress black millennials into a more empowered and liberated future. Okay, my people, black people, allow yourselves to take a break from the stress of this upcoming election okay 
take a breath and just examine what it is that you're really voting for. Like, what is it that you really want? And what is it that you think you're going to get from these politicians? Especially the main two that are running. What are they going to give you in particular? Okay? Because it seems like seems like to me what they're doing for the America pe- American people, what, what they've been doing over the past hundreds of years, it, it seems to me that it's damaging black people. And that's what we will that's the goal is to stop the harming of black people so that we can live a more beneficial and prosperous life. Okay? And they don't want to let go of control. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not telling you not to vote. It's definitely your choice of whether you want to vote. It's just that me personally, I'd rather not waste my time. Okay? Uh, It just seems like a waste of time to me. And it's definitely your choice uh, how you want to do that. So, um, in conclusion... um, the people that are involved in mainstream medias are uh, mainstream media are remedial and they are devils and their main goal is to harm the psyche of black people and to elevate uh, those that are of European uh, standards and that's why I don't fuck with them and I'm not telling you not to fuck with them it is definitely your choice but definitely understand that they are wicked as hell and they are attempting to program you in order to complete their so-called manifest destiny. They will go to any length to reach whatever end goal that they're trying to reach. Basically. To, to sum it all up, that, that's basically what that is. Okay? I'm sorry I have to get that deep on you, but I mean, it is what it is. So... <laughs> I like to, (laughs) that's the end, okay? This is the conclusion. This is it. (laughs) Thank you all once again for joining me, Miss Portia, for another episode of Miss Portia's Inspiration and Information. You can find this podcast and others on um, anchor.fm and also on Spotify. And you can follow me, Miss Portia, on Instagram at Miss Portia 1989. That's M S P O R S C H E 1989. You can also follow me on Twitter at Miss Portia 3. And you can find me on my business page on Facebook at Miss Portia's Inspiration and Information. And uh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. (laughs) Thank y'all. I appreciate y'all for another week of your time. And I hope you have a wonderful and prosperous week ahead. Peace.